welcome to the Sim Podcast. I'm your co-host, Sarek. I'm always joined by my co-host, Ron. What a Ron. What's going on? This is the podcast where we talk about the National Football League on a weekly basis, including the playoffs. Let's go. Right, Ron. We are week nine of the season. What do you think about so far this 2021 season? It's been good. It's been really good. You know, um, for the most part, things have gone as we expected. But at the same time, we have had some surprises for sure, which, you know, shouldn't really be surprising that we had surprises. Um, but it's been a good season so far. Uh, we're at the midway point, like you said. So, you know, for the most part, teams need to, to get serious at this point. And uh, if they are on the outside looking in, they need to figure out how to turn things around. Um, and if they're playing well and they're in, in, you know, they're they're in at this point, they need to keep keep it up. You know, avoid injuries, do whatever do whatever it takes to uh, to get into the playoffs at this point. Well, speaking about injuries, let's get into our top news. A lot to discuss. Uh, First of all, let's talk about who went down this past week. So we have an injury to Winston. Jameis. Jameis Winston, sorry. Yeah, he's done. ACL tear. Um, He's out for the season, so Trevor Simeon takes over uh you know so sucks for him sucks for Jameis. i know he put a lot of work in this offseason it's a big year for him because you know if, if he would have performed well this season then you know he could potentially have kept that uh starting quarterback position into tw- you know 2022 and beyond but now with him being out you know, uh, it's it's certainly seems that it would make sense that the Saints may look elsewhere uh, after the season is over. So, uh, you think the Saints are done for the season? Are they a playoff contender? I still think they're a playoff contender. I think um, Trevor Simeon is a competent quarterback. Um, good job by the Saints making sure that they have a, a, a someone who can back them up, um, back Jameis up. Uh, we talked last week about how teams aren't prepared uh, with their backups, uh, a.k.a. Uh, Geno Smith in, in Seattle and some other teams with their backups. But, yeah, I think they're in position. It's not going to be that big of a drop-off um, with Trevor Simeon. Yeah, he can't throw the deep ball as well as Jameis does, um, but Trevor probably does some things better than James does. So I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I don't think they'll be fine. I, th- I haven't missing the playoffs because of this, um, and we'll get into it later on. The other injury is uh, Derrick Henry is done for the season. Is this going to hurt Tennessee? Yeah, it will. Um, this is a bigger deal. Um, I know they signed um, Adrian Peterson. Uh, they also uh, signed Deontay Foreman to their practice squad. So um, I think it is a big deal because obviously um you know losing derrick henry the probably mvp of the season so far at least a potential candidate up until the uh the injury is is huge you know their whole identity is running the ball uh running the football and 
I don't know if they necessarily move away from that. I don't know what AP has um, left to offer at this point. Um, but at the same time, I think if any team can adapt, uh, it's the Titans because they have you know weapons um, at receiver. So they they'll probably need to. I don't know if they'll do it, but I think they're going to need to change their identity a little bit. Give uh, Tannehill a little bit more more freedom of throw the throwing the ball around uh, to those guys on the outside and um, you know running a little bit less. Um, I still think they're a really really good team even without Henry on the team. But do you think they're good number one seed though, or is that in jeopardy now? Um, it's in jeopardy for sure. Uh, I don't know if they'll get it uh, I don't think they'll miss by much because the AFC and we'll talk about this some more is the whole AFC is in shambles right now as well so uh, everything's up for grabs and like I said I you know I don't think Tennessee necessarily is gonna um, take see that much of a drop-off yeah I know they're gonna obviously take a hit with the running game but you know I think it's a opportunity for Tannehill to, to show what he can do uh, at a quarterback position so Yeah, I think we'll we'll talk about it the midseason, but I think that they they kissed the number one seed goodbye. I think, in my personal view, they're going to get the number two, maybe. I like Baltimore to get number one. There were some trades because today was a deadline, and there were some non-trades. So Watson and Beckham didn't go any anywhere for this trade season. Why, why do you think that? Beckham stayed or what do you think Watson stayed what what was the reason well so I heard that despite everything that the uh, Dolphins coach was saying that the owner for the um, for the Dolphins requested an actual um, face-to-face or a conversation at least with Deshaun Watson which he had um, but they still weren't able to get a deal done so um, I think all the stuff that's around him legally is probably you know what held everything up at this point so shouldn't be too surprised i yeah i told you last week i'm gonna ignore the noise and wait and see what happens and i'm not overly surprised that they weren't able to get a deal deal done and this i don't think necessarily is a bad thing uh for houston i, I think they still have uh control uh over the situation and i think you know in terms of watson's value um if if uh some of the criminal stuff can can and i know we don't have dates yet but if that can get that you know get wrapped up before next next season um then you know they'll be able to like take advantage of that from a trading standpoint yeah i think uh i read about this one-on-one meeting and it wasn't even a one-on-one meeting it was watson people and him and then the owners and their people so it was like uh very formal it was not informal at all so they didn't get anywhere but now i feel like his trade value is going to go down as far as what they can get because at the end of the season other teams are going to get involved mm-hmm. other than miami so you know i don't know what the texans are trying to do i think they would they would ask for more now but now it's like wait and see so we, we can say that watson is not going to play this season right oh yeah it's a it's a done deal um they're not going to play him at all. They're going to pay him, let him sit on the bench, which is fine. They've made that decision to do so. Obviously, the ownership has to say so in doing that. So they're comfortable with, with the decision they made, which is good. Um, and they're going to stick with it regardless of what other people say. So, um, you know, you got to respect that. 
for sure. The other guy that didn't move was Beckham. So why did they keep Beckham? He was he's very unhappy. He's so unhappy that his dad tweeted a video of Mayfield missing him wide open, and he liked the video. Yeah. So uh, if he doesn't like Mayfield, he doesn't like Cleveland. Why they keep him? Again, he's hurt too. They're, they're up against the clock. Um, it goes down to like Odell. I'm sure they tried, right? Um, yeah, I comes, heard they, they were taking offerings, but they didn't like anything. Yeah, exactly. So what are, the, are you going to get at this point? Like a fifth or sixth round pick? No one's going to offer anything, you know, that special. So do you give up on on him when you know Odell? He's not. He's probably not the same player he was four or five years ago. But you know he can help you down the stretch, right? You you know that you got some things to fix, obviously with their relationship with Baker Mayfield. But you you should feel confident that you can uh, potentially fix that, right? So I don't blame them for not moving him for something if it was like a cheap, you know, fifth or sixth round pick that came in or offer that came in. Um, you know, I think Odell needs to, and his father needs to handle this a little bit better, show show a little bit of grace. Um, that video is was stupid to to repost um he was not open all of those times so that's just ridiculous um and not to say that baker isn't at fault for some of the throws or non-throws yeah baker isn't playing well either but Brick, baker has one arm let's not forget so you know odell just needs to relax you know play out the season don't get too frustrated uh or if you do then then know that you're gonna be no different than a lot of the other diva receivers that have been in the league um and just a complete um you know distraction on your for your team you know you if he wants to be that guy uh which he he did in in new york when he was on the giants uh if he wants to continue to be that guy then then that's who he is yeah i think that this is my estimation that he, at the end of the season he's gonna get cut he's just gonna get released because I think that now that he didn't get traded, he's going to make more of an effort to not like Cleveland. Basically, the same thing he did at, with New York. If you thought he was a diva, then watch. Because now he's going to bitch and complain and moan. And I'm not getting the vote. I'm not doing this. They, they, Cleveland doesn't know what they're dealing with. Because even LeBron James, I guess, was tweeting... Hey, give my man Beckham a break. I, I don't know how this crossover works. <laughs> you are an NBA star, but then you're like politicking for Beckham. It's just awful. awful. That's what it is. Awful. Keep yep. your mouth shut. Shut up and dribble. This is where I say shut up and dribble. <laughs> um, stick your, to, to your sport and mind your business, right? So, you know, again, you're throwing Baker Mayfield under the bus when he's not playing, you know, at 100% at this point and you're acting like Odell Beckham has nothing to do with his performance too he hasn't been healthy either right so he needs to be available cons you know consistently available and um, you know he's not the same player either so I think there's blame on both sides uh, and you hate to see it go down like this um, but you know Odell he has that history that baggage Baker at this point doesn't um, so you know, I think if he if this is the route he goes, if this is the these the actions he takes, it's just gonna look bad for him. Yeah, and I only say that from his past history, but he may prove me wrong. But I don't think so. The other guy that got traded 
was Melvin Ingram, and you, you just got this guy from the Steelers. So why why they trade him? Well, you know this one, um, I, you know it baffles me a little bit because when they brought him in, they they told him, hey, you know you're going to be in a rotation basically with with Alex Highsmith, um, you know across from uh, T.J. Watt. And he agreed to do that, right, when they signed him, which was good. I thought, okay, we got a guy who can, you know, come in off the, the bench um, and wreck havoc. Um, now, he seems to think that he's better than Highsmith. And, and, you know, that is debatable. Highsmith's not playing that well. You know, I thought he's going to have a huge year, and he's not. You know, statistically, he only has one sack, I believe. So he wants more playing time. Well, that's not what they signed you for, and he voices unhappiness, and they traded him. Now, I wish they got more for him. Um, they only got a six-round pick uh, for him, so you know it is what it is. Um, you know, we'll, we'll pray that nobody gets hurt at this point. I know they elevated Taco Ch- Charlton. You know, he he uh, was a free agent. We got signed from Dallas. Um, He's, I think, a, f- a former first-rounder who hasn't played well in the league. So we'll see what he can do now that they have elevated from the practice squad. But, you know, as far as Melvin Ingram, it's disappointing it didn't work out. But, you know, so be it. He wants to go his way. And the Steelers, like uh, Tomlin said, we don't, we don't want, you know, hostages. We want volunteers, I think was his comment today. So The other Ingram that got traded was uh, Mark Ingram went back to the Saints. And I think that this is part of their whole, like, well, we're going to run the ball because we can't really go deep anymore. So this should make their offense ground game better, but I don't think that they're going to score as many points as they used to. Yeah, I think this trade made sense uh, for the Saints. Obviously, you got a guy who's, who they're familiar with. Uh, he's familiar with the team. Uh, I don't know what he has left in the tank. He is much older. Um, but, you know, as far as the running game, you know, they're a team, again, that looks at what they've done so far, who they are, and they realize, you know what, we can't give Kamara the ball 30 times um, and expect him to make it through the season. And that's why I've been kind of pushing the same thing for the Steelers. You know, I was hoping they got involved today and, and would trade for, like, Marlon Mack or somebody else to back up uh, Najee. Um, I think they're going to learn the hard way. You know, you Najee can't get 25, 26 carries plus four or five receptions every week and not get hurt. So, um, you know, it's I think it was a smart trade for the Saints, um, you know, and, and as far as Houston, they're rebuilding completely. So, you know, I, I don't think they necessarily lose anything. Yeah, Houston wasn't going to uh, wow anybody. The other trade was the Von Miller trade. Now... You say that long term the Ram the uh, Broncos came out on top, and I agree with you. But short term, I think the Rams are basically saying we want to win now. Yeah, but at the same time, I, I think this all comes down to Von Miller, right? What Von Miller are you getting? Um, I forgot what where he's at in terms of rank. I think he's around like twenty fifth, twenty sixth in sacks. He only has like um, like I forgot how many he has on a season. We could look that up later, but well, you're not going to have a lot of sacks when your team is behind almost every game. Well, you know, they, they, I but feel he's not, like he's the, not the same player. We have, he's not have the same player, that. and I and, and I saw commentators la on Sunday 
going, well, you know, he's had the fourth most sacks since 2011. Why do you have to go back 10 years That's exactly to like why. make this trade valid? It's not a, mm-hmm. this trade is definitely you know good for the Rams because they're basically I, I, saying I don't think so though. I think it is because they're basically saying, listen, if you fall behind, if you play in us and you fall behind, we're gonna let the dogs lose, and that that means Aaron Donald and Von Miller are just gonna go back there and wreck havoc. But see, the reason why I think it's not, it wasn't, a, a, I don't think it's gonna be a great thing because I don't think the pass rush was necessarily their issue. I think it's their run stopping uh, ability and the lack thereof to be able to stop the run is, has been their issue. They don't have, uh, you know linebackers at all they, they needed an upgrade at you know at the linebacker position they probably need some more weight too in the defensive line um you know i yeah it's good to have another pass rusher but how much of an upgrade is he is is he to who you had on the team i don't know i don't know what von miller you're getting and to give up a second and third round pick um you know that's a lot to me um but for denver you know i think it's it, it was good for them to make the trade because that you know for them they're probably saying we're not losing that much on defense it gives us a couple extra picks to figure out who our quarterback's going to be next year and we can trade up uh to get somebody if we need to so um you know i will we'll see but the thing is we don't know right we'll see how he plays he may go in with the change of scenery and completely dominate um get double digit sacks which i think he was on pace to do anyways um but we'll see how he performs I mean, I think that they're definitely improving the pass rushing. I didn't think that they were improving the running. But now, if you fall behind and you try to pass, they're going to release the hounds. I mean, I guess the running team, no, I don't know if they got better there. But I guess the passing team, which I don't know what their schedule is looking like, but who... Other than the Cardinals, who is the other passing team in that division? Would you say the the 49ers? Passing? Yeah. Um, in the NFC altogether? In, just in the, the West, NFC West, in the division. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know. See, that's what I mean. It's like, why did you, why did you trade for Von Miller unless you're going to be facing passing offenses the rest of the way and if let's let's look up their um their but you, but you were happy with the trade you think it, you're for the rams no I, I like the trade because i like the ram i picked the rams to go the way but i just feel like you know as you mentioned earlier does this help their running their defense against the running i i can't say that it does it doesn't and it's not that Von Miller isn't going to be a good player for them. Um, you know, I think he's going to be okay. I, I don't think necessarily the pass rush was their issue, and I don't think he was worth a second around, second and third round pick. That's, I guess, my, my only beef against that trade. Um, you know, I think the Denver got the best of it, but it doesn't matter. Denver has had plenty of picks in the last couple of years, and they've blown a lot of their picks on crappy quarterbacks or crap crappy players so doesn't matter if you have the picks if you don't if you can't you know pick the right guy so we'll see how it turns out yeah i mean i know this week 
they face Tennessee, which we know they're probably going to pass the ball because we don't know what they're getting for uh, Adrian Peterson. And they have good receivers, right? They have good weapons. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is this is a big test coming up. Uh, the other news that we had on the uh, schedule is they cut Deshaun Jackson. So do you think he'll get picked up by another team? Yeah. Um, you can't teach speed, and there's plenty of teams that need it, a.k.a. let's, you know, Patriots would be a good fit, I think. Uh, for him um, yeah he's gonna find an opportunity somewhere else that you know he can get you know five six you know deep throws or attempts at least um, whether or not he stays healthy uh, you know whether or not it's a playoff contention yeah you know I, I don't know but yeah I think he's gonna get picked up yeah I think someone will pick him up at a discount rate I don't know I don't know how much gas he's got in the tank. So you still think you still think he's fast, right? Yeah, I think he's fast, and you know I think he, I've seen it. He's ran by a couple people already this season. And I mentioned the Patriots. What about Oakland? We'll get to to their news today, but Oakland's receiver just they, they may be gone for the rest of the season. I'm sure they wouldn't mind having Deshaun Jackson um, run some deep routes. Well, that's a you know that's a good segue because they're I think he's a rookie right Ruggs his second year I think second year he got mm-hmm. hit with a DUI that actually killed somebody so he's is he he's gone for the season right yeah I don't see him playing the rest of the season he's going to be placed on some sort of exception exemption list until you know his trial and all that stuff plays out um you know that that dude might not play football again um you know, you were t- we were talking beforehand. Uh, like, we, NFL has had some history with this, and players have actually come back, but that has been fifteen, twenty years ago, whatever it was. Uh, it's a much different um, state of affairs that we're in today. Much different NFL. Um, you know, so we'll see. You know, he could be he could be done potentially forever. He could be going to jail. You know, two to twenty years, I think, is what they're saying. So. We'll see how how things turn out, but it's unfortunate for him because um, Henry Ruggs is young. I don't I can't I don't know how old he is, but to see him make that type of mistake um, at such a young age when he had his whole career in front of him, and then to, you know for the victim to see them lose their life, um, you know to that to their family, that's just devastating. Obviously, yeah, I mean. I told you that with the whole thing with Leonard Little when he was with the Rams, he got in not one DUI that killed the person, but two DUIs that killed the person. And he still got game time. Uh, we're not in the same era anymore, but this is guy going to haunt him if and when he comes back to play, but he might, he might not come back ever. So I looked at the Rams' uh, schedule. So they have the Titans... The 49ers, two passing teams, I would say. Even though the Titans, I don't even know what they're going to get out of Adrian Peterson. Then they got a bye week. Again. They got the Packers. You know, A-Ron is love to pass. Then they got the Jaguars, Cardinals, which they're the passing team. Seahawks, will they get um, 
What's his name back by then? Chris Carson. He should be. What about their uh, quarterback? Russell. He might be back like in the next couple weeks. So, yeah. So, uh, and the only non-running team I would say is the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, the non-passing uh, team. But I think by then, they might be have it all figured out. So, I think ultimately this will help them. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a completely dumb trade and Von Miller can't help them. I just don't think it's worth a second and third round pick. And I would have, you know, for if I was leading their team, I would have preferred to find a linebacker, um, you know, or someone on the on the D line next to to Donald to kind of help out against the run. Well, their owner, the L.A. Rams owner, doesn't care about how much it costs. Mm-mm. Because when he moved the Ram- the Rams from St. Louis to L.A. Rams, he's actually un- do- doing a lawsuit right now. So St. Louis, the city of St. Louis, is suing the L.A. Rams owner mm-hmm. because he moved the team without notice, and it's looking like St. Louis might win. And apparently, the this guy is trying to like buy off St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know This LA Rams team It's just Whatever it takes to win I wouldn't be surprised If they traded Half their stock For next season To get another player uh, This is going to be An interesting team But again I picked them uh, And we'll go over that When we uh, do our Mid-season review So those are Your top news For November 2nd So let's go into the week number eight review. Uh, what do you want to do, the Steelers or the Patriots? Uh, let's start with the Steelers. Okay, so the Steelers beat the Browns 10 to 15. Uh, we had predicted, we had uh, predicted that they would score in the 20s. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you had them at 31 to 7 no sorry you had them at 31 to 17 mm-hmm. and i had them at 21 to 17 uh, so what happened ron why couldn't they break that 20 points <sighs> i i don't know um i think the game plan was right they ran the ball a lot Najee had 26 carries ran okay um 91 yards and a touchdown uh, Big Ben didn't have a lot of throws, and he had no turn- turnovers, which is really, really good. Um, that, I think, it has to be their offensive identity going forward. Um, I don't know why they weren't able to necessarily, you know, score more points. Um, probably has something to do with the stupid uh, fake field goal and not having a kicker um, play uh, when he got knocked out of the game. Um, that probably has something to do with it. You know, they lost opportunities to put some field goals on the on the board for sure um you know they did the Steelers I you know I, I was hoping for a huge improvement coming off the uh bye week um I, I, I was hoping that they would get things together a little bit now it's not to say you know everything was bad their offensive line looked much better especially running the ball um you know Najee did his thing our tight end did his thing uh, he had a great touchdown uh, in the corner of the end zone, uh, critical touchdown to take the lead. Um, 
but Big Ben, you know, even with the week uh, of rest, he still looked not comfortable in the pocket, a little bit immobile. Um, and that's, yeah, I think he, you know, he's holding the team back. There's no other way to, to put it. He's holding our offensive uh, offense back a little bit. But thankfully, our defense is, is no joke. Um, and we were able to come up with some some uh, critical stops when we needed them. And that the huge uh, uh, turnover, the, the strip of, uh, I think it was Landry who got stripped. And um, T.J. Watt got, got the ball uh, with like five or six minutes left in the fourth quarter. That was huge, a huge play. So um, defense is going to have to keep holding it down. Uh, they're healthy now for the most part. Um, and then we're going to have to deal with our shortcomings on, on offense, unfortunately. Yeah, there was a lot of a lot of things that I saw in these stats that w- were kind of eye-opening. You guys had a lot of penalties, mm-hmm. which is never good. Eight penalties for 95 yards. And then you guys were fourth with 13 on third down. So your, your offense is just not good period i mean that's a lot of three and outs um 50 points is that so the defense i still like always like the defense but the offense is just not clicking it's not that they're not clicking um like i said i think they found their identity it's just that we're not making those third down plays um it's good that we're getting into third three and short we got to make those. We got to convert those, right? And we haven't been able to necessarily do that. Um, obviously, teams know, Najee. You know, we got to get everybody on the line because they're going to hand the ball off, and we're doing it regardless, which I like. Um, we're getting tough, and um, you know, I, I like that part of it. But when you need Big Ben to make a, a a good throw, he hasn't been consistent, right? So. You know, he made some good throws, and then you know there were times where he was he was off. Um, so, like I said, it's it's really about the quarterback position. If we had somebody else in there that um, that was trustworthy, um, that could make some 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 throws and read the field a little bit better and move maneuver in the pocket a little bit better, I think we'd be scoring twenty something points a week. But that's not the case, unfortunately. Yeah, I just don't see... I mean, when I look at the uh, breakdown of points, even with the bye week, you're still not scoring enough as far as points. And, you know, we'll go over the mid-season review, but I just... This is definitely... It looks to me like a wildcard team, but... I don't know. It depends on the Browns are fading, but then mm-hmm. the Bengals are up and coming. And I think that you can. This defense can get away with shutting down the bank, the, the Browns. Can they do the same with the Ravens and Bengals? Right. You know how how far can they carry us? Um, and you talked about the Browns. Yeah, they're they're a team that's fading. They they there's some huge red flags there. They haven't played well all season, especially on defense. They held us to 15 points, but it's more more of a story of our inability to move the ball versus anything that they did um, special, I think, on defense. So Baker, not not 100%. Um, they're running back, not 100%. Odell wanting out. Landry dropping balls left and right. He dropped a lot of balls in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, I, I'm much happier. Uh, I feel I'm much more comfortable in the position the Steelers are than 
I would be if I was a Browns fan. Um, you know, they, their team is reeling. I mean, if you're a Browns fan, and we went over this last week, we had our friend, we had uh, one of our friends, Jeff, who was supposed to be coming on the pod, and he just bailed out. No, no reason whatsoever. He's a Browns fan, and you know, looking back now, I see why he bailed out. Basically, the Browns, you know, they beat a, a Denver team that was hurting, and then they didn't do anything against the Steelers. So they're sliding slowly down. Uh, the other team, the Patriots against the Chargers. Now, we both gave predicted a victory. Uh, you went... Uh, 23-21 I went 21-17 uh, What did you think about this game, Ron? Yeah, this was a weird game um, You know, because the you know, Offensively, both teams I think in the first half Were able to move the ball pretty well um, Chargers had the lead early uh, They led at halftime 14-13 um, You know, for the Chargers They haven't played well like a complete game the last like three or four games now they're kind of struggling a little bit uh, justin herbert herbert it was not efficient at all he missed a lot of throws um he did have two touchdowns but he was only 18 to 35 he had two picks um which you can argue weren't necessarily his fault um on both of them but one got returned for a, a touchdown and that was basically all she wrote um you know with that pick six so um, the Chargers are really these teams are like heading in opposite directions, right? You, you got the Chargers struggling a little bit. Um, they got to turn, figure out how to turn things around quickly. Or they, like I said at the beginning of the year, I think they were in the outside looking in. And then you got the Patriots starting to play a little bit better, although offensively, you know, Mac didn't have his best game. But you know, when you have Bill Belichick as your coach, you're still going to find ways to to be in every single game and, and have a chance to win at the end. Yeah, I think, I mean, they ran the ball well, which is going to be their strong suit. Mac Jones didn't turn over the ball, which is a plus. And the defense played, they had a good game plan. Oh, all in all, this was a good uh, victory overall, especially on the road. But then, at the end of the game, I find out that, do you know what Bill Belichick's record against the Chargers is? What? 25 and 3. Hmm. Had I known that, which I should have known, going into this game, I would have been like, oh. So he basically dominates the Chargers every time he plays them. Yeah. Which I didn't know, and maybe Herbert didn't know either that he has such a good record against rookies. So they, you know, they were 9 for 19 on third down, so they kept on going. They left some points. On the field, though, they took way too many field goals. I don't know if that beat, definitely doesn't beat the Bucks or the Cowboys, which we found out. They definitely um, played excellent defense. Two turnovers by Herbert, one was a, a taint, was a turnover return. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm very happy for this team, and I think that this win. You know, and we'll go over the midseason review, but I think that the Pages are sneaking into the playoffs. Yeah, they know they need to win differently every week, and this week it was all about running the ball again, which I think they need to lean on more uh, throughout the year. Um, but they 
time of possession, I, that's one thing I, I noticed, 35 minutes to 24 minutes. So they dominated time of possession, which is, you know, obviously good for the for the uh, Patriots. And then as far as the Chargers, um, I mentioned they're reeling. Um, they've lost uh, two in a row. This, here's the points that they've given up over the last few weeks. They gave up 42 points to the Browns, 34 points to the Ravens, and 27 points now to the Patriots. Um, and they're supposed to be a good defensive team. Uh, they, they are struggling on all sides of the ball. Like I said, it's not just about Justin Herbert. Um, they're struggling a lot uh, on defense and offense. So they got to, you know, I don't know what this means. I didn't, like, you know, I said I didn't have them necessarily uh, making the playoffs this year. But with the way they had played to begin the season, I thought, wow, they really figured things out. But now I'm, like, second-guessing that all over again. Yeah, I don't have them making the playoffs. I mean, even though they had a good start, they just don't have a dominant defense. Mm-hmm. Um we didn't we didn't look at the Steelers next opponent. So who are the Steelers playing next? We got the Bears uh, in Pittsburgh. So we got the Bears. What's your prediction for that game? So the early opening odds were Steelers minus six and a half, over under forty. Um, this is gonna you know this game scares me a little bit, but I'm gonna say the Steelers are gonna win twenty to ten. Twenty to ten. So you you actually see them breaking the 20 point uh threshold yeah um i do they're at home um not that that necessarily makes a big difference but you know they you know bears defense isn't as good as what it used to be and again not that that necessarily makes a big difference either um but you know i i I do think they'll be able to get to 20 it'll be somewhere around there and then as far as the bears um you know, Mike Tomlin, not not just him, but the Steelers' defense. It's tough to be a rookie quarterback going going you know against the Steelers' defense and all the different looks that they give you. So, you know, I think Justin Fields is going to have a pretty pretty shitty game. Yeah, I also gave them a twenty four to seven win. Um, I was you no know, Justin is getting better, but not this type better. I'm not a tier A better. I think that. He's going to improve as the weeks go by, but it's going to cost the Chicago Bears a loss. So I gave about 24 to 7. Now with the Patriots, they play Carolina next week. Mm-hmm. What you predict that game to be? So Pats at minus 3, over under is a 43 right now. Um, I have the Pats winning 20 to 17. Um, this is an interesting game. I think it's another close, uh, potentially close game. Um, that can go either way. Um, the Patriots, I, like I said before, I think they figured out who they are, and they're going to find ways to, to remain in every game and win at the end. Uh, I think that's what they'll need to do this week. Um, you know, Panthers, how good are they? I don't know. They're, you know, how good are, is their defense? I, I don't know. Is Sam Darnold playing or no? <laughs> that's the other thing, right? So he's in concussion pro- protocol right now. Don't know who the backup is. I assuming he's gonna he's gonna play, you know. But regardless of who's who's gonna play, I think it's gonna be a close game. Uh, but I do see the Pats winning, twenty to seventeen. Yeah, I do see the Pats winning, and I I do pros- foresee that they don't leave points on the table like they did this game, twenty seven seventeen. I do see them scoring. Uh, I do see that their defense is going to get better. 
Uh, there's some questions on secondary still because, I mean, they didn't do a lot of man-to-man uh, against the Chargers because they just don't have the personnel. But they're getting better. A lot of a lot of zone, a lot of two deep zone. So, yeah, I think that they get better. Uh, the other team that we always review is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they actually lost 27-36 to New Orleans Saints. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Brady wasn't Mr. Tom Terrific, right? So what happened in this game? The Saints have his numbers for some reason. They do. Um, you know, I I picked them at the beginning of the season to lose this game, and then I changed my mind last week, and I thought, okay, maybe they'll figure it out. So I had them winning 28-24, to 24 and they, but they lost. Um, and it was a close game. Um, they lost 27 to 36, but there was a pick six at the end of the game that made it um, look much much worse than I think the, than the actual score showed. Um, but you know Brady had you know he has some of these games sometimes where he turns the ball over, and this was one of them. So he had two picks. Uh, again, one was a pick six, and then he also lost the fumble too. So. They, they are not able to survive three turnovers, and they also aren't able to survive 11 penalties. Um, 11 penalties compared to just two, I think, from the Saints. Um, I think that kind of summarizes how the game went. Um, they shot themselves in the foot with turnovers and penalties. Um, and, you know, credit to the Saints because when Jameis went down, you know, they didn't necessarily change anything. They knew you had to give the ball to Kamara a lot, which they did. Uh, and Trevor Simeon played well. You know, he played fairly well. Um, you know, so I got to give the Saints credit. They just, for whatever reason, they've been able to figure uh, Tom out um, and Bruce Arians out. So, yeah, I mean, you know, that it was 29 27 before the pick. And you almost had a feeling like maybe Tampa Bay could pull it. Mm-hmm. But. I feel like Champagne has this in Brady's head. And this goes back to like when he used to play in New England. We just had trouble with the Saints. Mm-hmm. And that's why I picked the Saints to win because for some reason, Tom Brady, the Champagne is just getting ahead. We, and you know, you mentioned this the dumb penalties. They didn't run the ball very well, mm-hmm. which. I really, really like the Saints defense because they, they bring, they bring it every mm-hmm. week. They bring it, and seventy-one yards is not gonna cut it. Twenty-six from Fournette. Jones had thirteen. It's, that's just not gonna cut it. No, no. And you said you know they were in it and they seemed like it had a chance to win. But even when Brady had the ball, you know. I never felt like I normally would feel like they're going to drive down and score easily. I didn't think it was a given. Um, I thought they would have had to to earn it, and the way they were playing, I was like, ah, what you know. And I said, I think I texted, "What the hell is going on?" You know, with with the Bucks, um, they just didn't look good from beginning to end. Um, too many dumb penalties. Um, you know, possibly not the right game plan when not running the ball uh, enough and effectively. Um, you know, it's. I think they'll they'll bounce back uh, next week, but they got to figure things out with you know against the Saints because Saints probably ain't going anywhere. And we, you know, we'll talk more about 
the direction their team's heading now with Trevor Simeon, but it's a good possibility that the Saints will still ha- somehow make it into the playoffs, um, and they're not necessarily going anywhere. Well, this is the thing. Next week, uh, the Tampa Bay has a bye week, mm-hmm. and they had a bye week last year, and they lost the game before the bye week, and they figured it out, and they went on a 7-0 winning streak all the way to the Super Bowl. Do you see them doing that this year? I see them playing well after the bye week, yes. Um, and I don't have the schedule in front of me, but they're not going to go undefeated. I still have them losing a couple more games, um, you know, at the end of the season. Yeah, because I, they they go against Washington. Then they got New York Giants. They got Indianapolis, Atlanta, Buffalo, New Orleans again, Carolina. I'm assuming the New York Jets, and then they got Carolina again. So, I know we're going to get into it in the midseason review, but do you see them? You see them losing against Atlanta and Buffalo. Yeah, I, yeah, those were the two of the losses I think I had at the beginning of the year. Um, you know, we'll see. I think they'll come out hot uh, after the bye week for sure. Um, but you know, again. They're going to lose. They're not going to go completely undefeated. They still have some. There's some glaring holes um, with their secondary, with the injuries, with a lack of a pass rush. Um, there's still some uh, areas on their defense they need to fix. And then offensively, there's some areas that Tom needs to get better at. Um, they need to get more consistent when running the ball, like we just said. So, yeah, they're going to lose some games. I think that they're going to get in a hot streak again. And if they. I have them losing to Washington and Buffalo, but I'm going to change the Washington game to a win. And they only lose in one game. So I see them going six and one the rest of the way. I don't I think that they're gonna fix whatever it is that there's wrong with their defense. I don't think there's much wrong with the offense. Like they need to run the ball more, but I think that it goes against whoever they whoever they're playing that week, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that they're going to get into a winning streak uh, after this bye week. And they'll only lose one game, and that's against Buffalo. And, you know, God forbid, if they if they beat Buffalo, they're going to go into the playoffs on a hot streak. And we know what happened last year. So, mm-hmm. uh, so we'll see. We'll keep an eye out for that. But let me change it now. Because that's going to be my change is I think they beat the Washington next week uh, when they count with the playoff. So that's the review for those three teams. So let's do our midseason changes slash reviews. Wait, before we get there, though, you got upset for this week? Upset special? I do, actually. Uh, I actually have Atlanta beating New Orleans 24-17 uh, There weren't many games to choose from That were close But You know I actually That would be my upset That I think that Because Atlanta has a better quarterback I know their defense kind of stinks But I think they can muster up 24 points Who's who's your upset special? What's, what's the spread on that? Do you, uh, do you recall? I think it was Four Okay Four and a half, something like that. Yeah, I went out on a limb. Um, 
because you're right there were there weren't a lot of games and then the ones that were like three four five points um i didn't necessarily think that the underdog would win so i went out on a stretch and, and i'm gonna go with the thursday night game and i'm gonna give the jets uh an upset um of the colts so it, i think it's it's gonna be a it's a it's a ten and a half point spread when I looked at it earlier. Yeah, it's today. ten and a half, forty six and a half. Yeah, so I, I'm gonna go with the Jets twenty eight, Colts twenty six, and it has a lot to do with the Jets playing better, um, realizing you know with White that he you know he's played okay, he's played pretty pretty damn well, and they're running the ball pretty well. Uh, Jets defense is playing pretty well um, too, and now they don't have T Y Hilton. He's gonna be missing this game, so. Um, the Jets, I think, are going to surprise the Colts on a short week, and I think they'll keep it close. And I'm going to go with a, a huge upset on Thursday. Yeah, that's a ten point swing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so actually, I was wrong. The Saints are favored by six points with a forty-two and a half point. So, yeah, there weren't that many games to pick from, and then the games that were. There was a lot of evens, uh, or less than three. Two and a half Bengals. I would never pick anything from the Texans Dolphins because both of those teams are just playing horrible. Uh, and then the Raiders Giants. Really, I don't know why they have the Raiders at two and a half. You think that they're overstating the Giants a little bit or no? I don't know how much that line has moved since the rugs news what it was before um i think that was one of the games i was looking at uh before so you think now that rugs is out they moved it down to two and a half yeah i I think the raiders have been favored the whole time and now it's almost like a pick them at this point um you know we'll we'll see how this impacts the raiders um you know i i I don't know I, i probably wouldn't touch that game if i was a betting person yeah, that's. I mean, yeah. There's a lot of games that the Vegas just said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna just call it even." Mm-hmm. Cardinals, 49ers, even. Packers, Chiefs, even. I don't know. How can you call that Packers, Chiefs, even? Four mm-hmm. and four against seven and one. It isn't just about the wreck. Where's that game at? It's in uh, Kansas City. That's part of it, right? So, it's Kansas City. It's not an easy They're place. They're 2 at home. But it's still not an easy place to play if you're the opponent. Um, and I don't know what's going on with uh, this guy. I guess he'll be able to play the he receivers. Sh- yeah, he should be off the COVID list yeah. by then. So, it's just... Yeah, that's, that's just a weird... I mean, they must know something that we don't know, obviously, but... You know, that game was even. Uh, the Titans Rams, they actually, uh, they're giving the Rams seven and a half. I mean, given the Titans seven and a half. So it's. Yeah, and that, I think that's about right with, uh, you know, the news of Derrick Henry. But I, like I said, I, I'm not necessarily gonna jump off the titans bandwagon completely and think that they're just gonna completely tank the rest of the season i think it's gonna be a close game i think you're looking at two of the top like 10 teams if you will 
10, 15 teams, top 15 teams. Um, so I think it's going to be a close game, and I, I think Tennessee can still figure out a way to, to win. Yeah, I don't think they, they would have gone out and gotten Peterson if they didn't, they didn't want the season you know, to be over mm-hmm. just because of Derrick Henry. Um, so, okay, so let's look at our picks at the beginning of the year. We had uh, winning the division. We had... Uh, You'd pick the Cowboys to win the NFC East. I picked Washington, which I am definitely changing to the Cowboys. We both had Tampa winning the South. We both have Green Bay winning the North. You had Seattle winning the West. I had the Rams. And you switching over to the Rams, right? I am. I'm going to switch over to the Rams. Uh, We had Buffalo winning the East. We had uh, Tennessee winning the South. You had Pittsburgh winning the North. I had the Browns. And the Browns are on a slide. I changed it to Baltimore because I still don't like the Pittsburgh offense. This is the one that we're like, what the elf? <laughs> yeah. So the West, we both picked Kansas City. So are you sticking with the Kansas City at 4-4 winning the West? I am. Um, I mentioned I'm not changing a lot of my picks here because Kansas City still has Patrick Mahomes. They still have Andy Reid. I don't trust the Chargers at this stage, and I would be shocked. I'm already shocked that the Raiders were able to win like two in a row without Gruden. Um, I would be shocked if they continue to win without Ruggs now. Um, so, yeah, you know, they're 5-2 and two now. The Raiders are. Um I, you know, I think they're going to go on a little bit of a losing streak. Um, and, you know, that's me not even looking at their schedule. I think the Chiefs still own that division. They're going to figure things out. They're not going to win with blowouts necessarily. They're going to win ugly. They'll have to. Um, they're going to figure out how to how to get there. So I still see the Chiefs. I'm still going to keep them on top of the AFC West. Well, I'm changing it. I like Vegas, even with the horrible news today i like vegas to win that division kansas city they might sneak in the playoffs but i don't think they win the division at four and four um i think even at the Chargers, even though the Chargers now are not gonna make the playoffs that they can beat kansas city and i actually have uh buffalo against baltimore in the afc uh, game. Who do you have? You still like Buffalo, Tennessee? Um, yeah, I'm not going to change that either. I think those are still the, my top teams um, or will be the top teams um, in the AFC. I'm going to go back to the AFC North for a minute because, you know, this is where you and I had differed. I had the Steelers winning division and you just switched now to the Baltimore, Baltimore Ravens. So. Ravens are five and two right now, but Steelers are at four and three, so they're just one game out at this point, and lots of games left. Um, I think it's going to be up for grabs. I, you know, I do think Baltimore is probably the better team. I'm not. I'm going to admit that, but I, I don't think I'm just going to jump off the Steelers bandwagon at this at this point. I think they'll f- figure out how to get there. So, but anyway, to go back to what you're saying, yeah, I, I still, as far as my uh, my two. Um, bye week teams uh, or two teams that are top of the uh, AFC it's it's still the Bills and uh, still the Titans for me 
See, I I think that now it's going to be the Bills and the Ravens going forward, and Tennessee is going to drop all the way to the third. So um, you like Buffalo and Tennessee. Who's your third team? Steelers? Um, I think this is where it starts to get really tough because a lot of these teams are just all the same. So I don't know how comfortable I am at Steelers there just yet, even though they have a, uh, you know, they're at four and three and have a slightly better record. I, I think I'm still going to put the Chiefs there uh, at that third spot. So you have the Chiefs, uh, the third. Who is your fourth? So I'm going to probably put this. This is where I'm going to put the Steelers um, here. So you have uh, the Steelers uh, as the fourth team. Who's your five, six, and seven? And then from there, I'm going to go with the Ravens. Um, I'm going to go with the Patriots. I'm not changing my prediction. I think they got a pretty favorable schedule still. Um, how many is that? Seven? So you have two left. You have uh, six and seven. Okay, so then I, you know... After those teams, I'm probably going to go... Ah, man, this is tough. I'm I'm, I'm probably going to have to... I, I'm going to I'm gonna say that the Bengals somehow stay in, in it, even though they just lost to the Jets. Um, I think I've seen enough of them to realize, you know, they're, they're are a pretty good team. Um, they're, you know, they're not going to all of a sudden just miss out um, on the playoffs. So I think the Bengals will still find a way to get in. Yeah, I think uh, so I have the number one Buffalo. I have I have uh, number two Bank, uh, sorry, the Ravens. Number three, Tennessee. Number four, I actually have the Raiders. Uh, number five, I have the Steelers. Six, Bengals. And seven, I actually think the Patriots It took me eight weeks to finally say, you know what? I think they can sneak in the playoffs. Uh, I think that if they can get to 10 wins, they can sneak in. I think the Bengals can get to... Even if they get to 10 wins, I have to look at the schedule, but I think they can get to 10 wins. I think... uh, I still think the Steelers, they can get on a hot streak. They already won three in a row, so I think they can get in a hot streak. Uh, for the NFC, uh, you picked uh, Dallas, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, and now the era Rams. So who's your other three teams? Yeah, so I'm sticking with those, and then I'm I'm also gonna add to that the Cardinals, um, the Saints. And let's see, Cardinals, the Saints, and you said the Vikings, right? I see. I don't know about the Vikings. I'm not. Who, I, who would you pick? Then the Vikings, the Niners. That's the problem, <laughs> because it ain't any. We can rule out the NFC East for for sure. Well, that NFC NFC was the hardest because, yeah. I mean, I think that they have a such a big drop off because I have the Rams. And the Cardinals, 
and the Cowboys, and then I have the Buccaneers. But then after that, well, the Packers. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So I got one, two, one through four, and then it's just a huge drop off. Yeah, it's just like picking, it's picking gold out of a a, a dam. Yeah. Cause then, I mean, I picked the Vikings and Atlanta only because I like their QB and I like their running game. But I mean, it could be the Saints, it could be Seattle. It's just. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna stick with Seattle. I'm not gonna change it. I, I you know, they're only three and five. Um, obviously, you know, they they got to turn things around pretty quickly. I don't have a lot of confidence in the Vikings. Uh, you know, I've talked about them a lot this year. I think they're an average team. Um, you know, I think they have potential to do great things, especially on offense. But you know, I, I feel like I've seen them over and over and over and over again. You know, just you know, not play to their potential. So, whereas on the other hand, Seattle always finds a way. You know, Russell Wilson finds a way, and if he, you know, can start to play in a couple weeks, if they figure out how to get one win, one more win without him, um, then yeah, you know, I think he's he can bring them back. So, I'm gonna stick with Seattle. So, you think that three teams can come out the NFC West? Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's a tough it's a tough division. Um, even the 49ers aren't completely out of it at three and four. I, I you know they're a team I I definitely don't trust. Um, but I think Seattle with Russell Wilson, you'll feel figure out a way to make it happen. Yeah, um, let me let me just look at uh, the schedule for the Vikings because I picked them to make the playoffs. They're three. What's their record now? The three and four. Mm-hmm. The three and four, because it's that division is so weak. I I mean the Detroit Lions are horrible. I got their schedule though. They got the Ravens. Yep. Chargers, Packers, 49ers. That's Lions, Steelers, Bears, Rams, Packers. That's a tough schedule. It is. That's a really tough schedule. It is. So I don't. That schedule is so tough that I can I can change my mind. It's just that <laughs> there's no way this team is not good enough. This team is not good enough, and I, if I look at oh, man, I just if I, I I just don't think that NFC West has. We can definitely NFC East. Just nobody, mm-hmm. nobody there. NFC South. You know what? Can I see three teams come out of the NFC South? Are the Saints in Atlanta good enough? If I had to choose between the Vikings and, and the Seahawks, I would take the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Because that that uh, that schedule is just, wow. That is, there's no way they're being the Ravens. They might be the Chargers, but there's, they're not being the Packers. I don't think that they can play with the Niners. Yeah. Not being the Steelers. Can they can they beat the Bears? It ain't gonna be easy. <laughs> but yeah, you know, they can beat them. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. Uh do you have Seattle's schedule? Yeah, Seattle's I mean they don't have necessarily a 
easy, easy schedule either. So the first two games, especially. So uh, they got they, they have a bye week this week, which is great again for Russell Wilson, right? So yeah. let's assume he plays November fourteenth. He got the Packers. That's a tough game. The Cardinals. That's a tough game. But then you got Washington. Winnable. 49ers. Winnable. Texans. That's a win. You got the Rams. But then you got the Bears, Lions, and then you finish off with the Cardinals. Yeah, that is much easier schedule. Mm -hmm. Much, much easier schedule. So I am going to change it then because I don't... Vikings are not making the playoffs. Not with that schedule. So I'm going to... Yeah, actually, three teams out of the NFC West coming up. Yeah, and if, 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 if it wasn't them, I wouldn't necessarily go to the Vikings. Um, no, I would, I would go to the Saints before I go to the Vikings. Well, and the Saints I have any regardless. But I, I what I'm saying, I guess I would go to the the Panthers before I would go to the, to the Vikings, believe it or not. Even the Panthers aren't playing that good. Um, I probably still go to the Panthers before I, I go to the Vikings. Well, the the, the Panthers beat the Falcons this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sam Darnold didn't really look very convincing. Mm-hmm. So I think, I don't know. I still like the Falcons making it out of the NFC South. Because uh, I, I, like, I like their head coach. I think he might be overwhelmed, but he did okay when he was with Tennessee mm-hmm. as the offense coordinator. I just, I don't know about their defense, right? Their defense is terrible. Yeah. It's terrible, terrible. And now Ridley's out, right? So they're top receiver. Well, no, Pitts was the top receiver. Well, Pitts is their tight yeah. end. But he plays receiver. He yeah. He just catches everything. But R- Ridley. Ridley was a deep threat, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I still think I'm going to stick you know, mid-season review, unless something happens, I'm going to stick to the Rams will get the number one seed, followed by the Buccaneers getting the number two, even though, you know, they might go on a hot streak. So I can, I can maybe change those between one and two, uh, just because I did say the Bucks will go on a hot streak. Then I have the Cowboys number three, but they, they have a horrible division yeah <laughs> yeah but at the same time don't let don't underestimate the team right so the division is trash but you're talking about a team that's lost one game and that one game that they lost they barely lost and it was against the bucks so um they're a good team so you know i can't over can't overlook the cowboys at all yeah because i mean see i think Looking at the horrible division that, <laughs> and looking at the Rams division, which is totally different than the East, you can talk me into the Cowboys going to again number two, or maybe even getting number one. So you can definitely talk me into it just because that division is horrible and the Rams are in a tough, tough division. So, yeah, so those, you know, it can be interchangeable by the end of the season, but. Then I have Green Bay Packers at number four. I have the Cardinals at five. And then I have the uh, Atlanta at six. Seahawks at seven. and Or it could be Seahawks at six and Atlanta at seven. Because I don't think that they'll Atlanta will have a very good record. 
but they'll slide in. You like the Saints, so. I do. I'm not going to give up on that. I think their defense is just you know too good to give up on that. I think Trevor Simeon's, you know, I think he he's had enough experience in the NFL where he's serviceable. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I'm not going to give up on the Saints at all. But to me, this I'm I'm not changing my mind about the Bucks either. Leading this this uh, this this the NFC conference, um, even though they're still looking up at like the Cardinals, looking up at the Rams. Uh, and even the Cowboys and Packers to a certain extent. So um, I think the Bucks will put things together to, to get uh, either a number one or number two seed. But I think this year is going to be a lot tougher than last year, right? Last year, it was the Packers, and that was it to me against the Bucks. No one else really competed with them. Well, this year, you got the Rams, the Cardinals, the Cowboys can beat them. Um, you know, and obviously, it's still the Packers that are in there. So. A lot more competition uh, in the playoffs once the playoff starts, and it's going to be much harder, I think, for the Bucks to 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 get to the Super Bowl this year than it was last year. So, because Kansas City is stinking it up so much, I changed my pick to Buffalo. So, in the uh, Super Bowl game, I have Buffalo against the Rams. Because Washington was so horrible uh, with the injuries and all. And then I have Buffalo winning the Super Bowl. So before I had Kansas City winning the Super Bowl. But I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. We don't even, we're not even sure if they can win their, their division much less <laughs> with the Super Bowl. So uh, you're not going to change your picks. No. I change, I change it because Kansas City is terrible and i don't think they'll be able to figure it out once once you go four and four i just don't think you can figure that out i think you're this is the team especially with the trade they picked up your guy melvin ingram that's it Mm -hmm. i don't know if that's enough to fix this defense no not at all and and it, it hasn't all been on the defense either um, Mahomes, like I said, I, you know, I'm speculating. You know, I don't think he's himself. I think something's going on there. Um, you know, so and they got to figure out how to run the ball to run the ball a little bit better. Um, you know, they're, they're figuring, they're finding ways to lose games, uh, with especially with turnovers. So they have a lot of work to do. Um, but again, Kansas City is a tough place to play. You got Andy Reid. You got Patrick Mahomes. So I wouldn't count any. I think those those are all things in their favor. Um, so I'm going to lean on them making it into the playoffs. So we actually didn't didn't change too much, except for the uh, uh, two conferences, and we're not no two the the uh, East NFC East for me, NFC West for you. And then uh, an AFC North for me, and AFC West because I don't, I just don't think Kansas City has it. Uh, and then that just so you have Tampa Bay and Green Bay in the NFC title game. Mm-hmm. I have the Rams versus Dallas in the AFC NFC title game. So yeah, we'll definitely see. This hour, of course, just predictions. Don't get your panties in a bunch. Uh, yeah, we'll see. 
Should we should we even look at over and unders that we had at the beginning of the year? I let's just look at the ones that we disagreed on. So in the AFC West, the Denver Broncos, you had them under. I had them over. Uh, they was eight and a half. What do you think? There. What's the record now? Three yeah. and four. Yeah. No. Four and four. Four and four. So you you don't you don't think they can win four uh, not five more games? No. I think they'll be right at eight. The other one, NFC North, Cleveland Browns. We both. You went over. It was ten wins. You went over. I was like, that sounds about right. <laughs> Do you think they're going to win 10 wins? No. No. I'm I don't wrong. think so either. I was yeah. wrong. Yeah. We were both wrong on that one. Uh, NFC North. Uh, sorry, we just did that. NFC South. We actually agreed. So we're not changing that one. NFC East. We were... In disagreement about the Dallas Cowboys, you went over, I went under. They're definitely gonna win more than ten games. Yeah. Uh, NFC West, we were in agreement. NFC North, the Bears. I went under, you went over. There, it was seven and a half. And what's the record now? <coughs> Two Bears. and five. No. Three and four. <coughs> Yeah, the, the Bears are three and five. Three and five. So, do you see them winning five more games? No, uh, what's it? Five more games, yes. Yeah, I'm going to stick to yes. Uh, I'm going to stick to no. They don't They don't win five more games. Uh, NFC South, We. you had the Carolina Panthers more than over seven and a half. I had them under. They're definitely winning more than eight games. You had them under? Yeah, so you're changing it to over? Well, I'm changing it to over because they already have four victories, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah so, and I def- they can definitely get four more wins. Mm-hmm. This division is not... Even though, have they faced the Buccaneers yet? I don't think so, right? Nope. I think at the end of the year. <coughs> yep. So, we'll, yeah, we'll see what happens to them at the end of the year so yeah we're we're pretty much right on schedule i mean carolina we we didn't think that they were going to be that good the only uh, the other one that we (laughs) the only (laughs) other one is that the nfc north with detroit lions five wins you went under i said even (laughs) yeah I don't think that they win one game. <laughs> Much less five. <laughs> uh, listen, the surprises, if I'm looking at all of this, um, the surprises to me are the Cardinals, right? Because <coughs> the Cardinals, what was the over-under for them? Eight and a half. Eight. Well, we did both have them over. Uh, but we. I think we had, a, I, I know for sure I had them barely over. So and they're right now they're almost at eight wins already. This should be highlighted because I had them as under, and yeah. they already have. They're seven and one, so they already surpassed that. Um, what was the other team? The That's- other surprise to me is is um, the Browns, right? Um, I think everyone expected them to be a playoff team, and 
you know, they're not. Uh, they're not a playoff team at this point. So what's their record? <laughs> three and four. Um, they are four and four, I think. Four and four. So, can they get six more wins? Because no. I, I said even. You said over. I I said ten wins was about right. I don't think they get. They're getting six more wins. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Are they? And they're not. They're definitely not getting ten wins. I mean, those are the biggest surprises to me. I mean, outside of that, I don't see anything that really stands out with our picks. I guess Cincinnati. Cincinnati, the over-under was six and a half. And we both went under. Yeah, we both went under. And Cincinnati, <coughs> who, that was, to me, Cincinnati is more surprising than the Browns. Because the Browns, you had said that they're going to be doing very Brown things. Yeah. I didn't expect this from the Bengals. Yeah, but at the same time, they just lost to the Jets. <clears throat> so, you know, I, I don't know. That's just a crazy season. Would it shock me if they lose, like, six, six, six games the rest of the way? No. Would it shock me if they get into the playoffs? No. Um, that's the thing with the AFC. It's still, it's still very much up up for anyone's grab at this point so we'll see what happens yeah this is definitely uh some some teams are coming prepared uh jacksonville still at the bottom of the AFC. so we have jacksonville at the bottom and then we have detroit lions at the bottom yeah and i wanted to to talk about this we didn't get a chance we're all at the end basically but um i did see um some article today i think nfl.com puts it out every week uh basically based on on everyone's record how they would be drafting and the steelers are somewhere around like 17 or 18 or 19 that's where they're picking right now at this spot but what sucks for them um is one this is not a strong quarterback uh class that's going to be coming out and two i didn't realize how many teams in front of them need need quarterbacks are going to be looking for quarterbacks this year there's a heck of a lot of teams probably more than even last year they're going to be looking for quarterbacks and i didn't think that was going to be true at all but you got detroit for sure um no idea who their quarterback is you got Philadelphia not liking Jalen Hurts, you know, so they're going to be looking for a quarterback. Um, you know, you, you got, you know, the Washington don't have a starting quarterback. They're going to be looking for one next year. Um, Dolphins potentially, they're not sold until it doesn't look like, you, you know, there, there's a lot of teams uh, that are going to be vying for quarterbacks, even the ones that have quarterbacks like Matt Ryan, they may be, you know, Atlanta might be looking for a quarterback. The point I'm getting at um, is that the Steelers are not in a good position uh, where they're sitting right now um, to be in a, in a good spot to draft a quarterback. They don't have draft capital to, to get up there into a, a, the top pick or top two or three picks. Um, so, you know, for those teams uh, that need quarterback – with very few coming out, I think this year, it's going to be a crazy off season. 
you see some major trades uh, with actual players going down uh, to get to get the quarterback for next year. Well, this year's draft, did they want Najee Harris or did they want to take a quarterback? They wanted Najee. Um, they, they wanted to fix the running game, so they know they needed offensive line, and they know they needed a running back. I think th- those were their priority with Big Ben coming back. At the same time, <clears throat> I think, you know, with them having Mason Rudolph uh, for at least one more year and then getting um, this guy from Ohio State on the on the cheap, it wasn't – it became – quarterback became much less of a priority for them. But going into the, to next year, they got to evaluate what's on their team. Again, I don't think what they have on their team is going to be their option for next year. Um, and they're in a pretty shitty position to trade up at this point. So unless they give up someone like, you know, a TJ Watt or something like that, um, which, you know, I don't necessarily see them doing, but that's, that's going to be the only way they, they can get into a good position for a quarterback next year. So is, is Big Ben coming back? No, he's not coming back. I, I don't see it happening um, at all, but that's my point. I, the point I'm trying to make is with him not playing, and with Mason Rudolph as potential here um, and not having a strong uh, draft class or draft capital um, and not really having a lot of free agents out there either, um, we could be looking at a, re- a rebuild you know, for a couple years to come for the Steelers. Unless yeah, they get lucky, you know, which can I, happen. I mean, is, is Garoppolo going be a free agent next year i think he signed right well you know we'll see what they do with him they drafted trey lance so you know they may like let him go but it doesn't matter there's so many other teams that are looking for quarterbacks my that's my point um there's there's gonna be so many teams looking for a quarterback that the steelers aren't gonna be the only one that's you know gonna say oh garoppolo makes sense let me trade somebody for him What, what do you have to trade for him that that's you know that's going to be the critical part. Um, I don't think they have a lot. So Denver's looking for a quarterback. I didn't mention them. They're going to be looking for a quarterback. You know Bridgewater isn't their future. I don't think so. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. It, I mean that Jets quarterback, even though he was against the Bengals, he looked pretty good. He might be you know on the block next year. So I think that. Even though they might not be able to draft a QB, I think that they'll be able to finagle one from another team. Um, I think that's that's the only way that they're going to be competitive if they actually get a quarterback that was, you know, one of these fill-ins as like a backup quarterback that they can make into a number one. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't, you know me, I don't follow college football, but. It doesn't seem like there's anyone out there that, you know, you're like giddy over. Well, there is. There's one that I'm really giddy over. And we've talked to, I've, I've mentioned him a couple times off air, but Keddy Pick, Pickett from Pitt, um, I really like him. Um, I've watched enough of his games now. I actually record his games. Um, that's how much of a fan I am. Oh, are, I am. You, are you going to send it in? Are you sending them to the Steelers? No. I mean, he plays in Heights Field. I don't think I need to send it to them. They know exactly who he is. Um, but the dude is the real deal. He he makes every play. Now, he didn't play a, a great game this last week. Um, but the dude is, to me, the best quarterback 
in the league. And unfortunately, I think everybody else is realizing that now. So if he's the top, let's say, top two or three quarterbacks coming out, um, you know, with all those teams I just mentioned that are ahead of the Steelers and not having multiple first-round picks or second-round options to trade up to get that, I think they're going to be hurting. Yeah, I mean... I feel bad that the Steelers are in this position, but you know who you're to blame for that. That's right. His name is Big Ben. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and it's it's kind of sad because the Steelers are always competitive and they're always winning that division. But, you know, we it's like time and time again, we know that if you don't have a good QB, you have to have like... A phenomenal defense. I mean, mm-hmm. when the Ravens won it, I think they had what Trent, mm-hmm. Trent Dilfer, Dilfer, and he wasn't that good, mm-hmm. but they won it. When the Giants won it, that one time against the Patriots, who was the quarterback? Kerry Collins, and you know, then Eli won it again. It's like you know, you can win the Super Bowl with a lousy quarterback, but it's not going to be sustained like. Where your team remains competitive because every year, yeah, every year. That's that's the that's the point. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's gonna be tough for the Steelers. Unless we get Aaron Rodgers or something crazy like that happens. Well, you said that this that's a fantasy. It's a pipe dream. (laughs) Well, unless you know, do after this year, do you think that he still got gas in the tank? I think he'll be better than whatever options are out there. Yes. Yeah, I definitely agree. Including, A- A- including the rookies. I mean, you have enough firepower that somebody can, somebody with a veteran, a veteran uh, leadership like A. A. Ron Rogers can do. Yes, then you can be competitive. But what one to two years, and then you're back to square one. Exactly. Yeah, it's, uh, it, yeah. It's. I mean, I say that we got lucky with Mac Jones because. He looks like the type of guy that it's okay with just fiddling in the back seat. Mm-hmm. I don't think that, for example, Zach Wilson. Why? I mean, uh, what's his name for the Jets? Mm-hmm. Is it Zach Wilson? Mm-hmm. It's like, why is he trying to do everything? Just bring him along, like everybody else. Like, you don't see uh, Trevor Lawrence doing everything. He's capable, but I don't know. It's I think at the coaching. The front office has to know, like, hey, this is a rookie quarterback. Let's not try to make him do everything at once. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, fans fans want to see them. <coughs> and then you don't have anything behind them. I think it's a combination of those things, right? You have nothing behind them, so the, they're the better player regardless. At least you think so. <coughs> um, so it's almost like they're forced to play especially if they're being picked within the top six seven eight picks or whatever you're you're almost forced to, to play them behind a shitty offensive line behind you know no receivers no running backs whatever the case might be um you know and <clears throat> you're right the patriots were in a perfect position where mac just fell to them um and they were a team that needed a quarterback who don't doesn't make mistakes and he's the right right guy yeah because i think that you know, looking back now, if they would have kept Cam Newton, they would have also kept all his turnovers, mm-hmm. which he averages about 10 interceptions a year. So you were saying 
you know, basically you're saying, yes, we have a playmaker, but we he comes with 10 interceptions, however many fumbles a year. So it's like, you know, and we see, we saw 2020, that changed many games. Yeah, but at the same time, you don't want to be like Seattle, you know, with Geno Smith as your second option. So I do think they should have kept Cam, and they should have made a tough decision to say, hey, Cam, we want you on the team, but you're going to be the backup. We want you here, regardless. Um, and I don't know how that all played out. Played, played out. It sounds like they just said, no, we don't want you. You're a distraction. It will be a distraction. Well, it's not that. We know why that happened. It's because quarterback is a hard position, and you just can come off the street and learn to play. Mm-hmm. It's just... Unless you're there from day one, you're you almost never ever see quarterbacks traded midseason or quarterbacks picked up midseason. It just doesn't happen. No, I mean it can happen. It's just that <clears throat> you're not going to get a lot of out of them because yeah. they can't even learn to play with. Look at Flacco's situation. Like Flacco, they were in a devastating position when you know they just traded for Flacco. He wasn't even dressed. He can play. Doesn't know the playbook. So <clears throat> yeah, all for nothing. All for nothing right. because. They still started Mike White. He impressed. He beat the Bengals, but it was, you know, it was just to make a splash. It was just, they, I think that they thought that Flacco was going to start, and they were like, no, no, he's the backup to Mike White. Mm. So. I just don't think they knew how good Mike White was going to be, at least early on, so. I think they were, that caught him a little bit surprise, surprise. You know, you got, I've said I saw articles today that they should just keep Mike White in, and even when Zach Wilson gets back, keep White White in, um, keep him playing. Well, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if I agree with that because then, mm-hmm. <laughs> then their heads are gonna be all messed up. Mm-hmm. I think Zach Wilson will be like, you know, he's a more, he's a Mormon, you know, it's, he went to be by you. He, he might be like, "Oh, this is not what Jesus intended me to do." <laughs> so, you know, he, he's gonna he's gonna be frazzled by that. No, that's not a good idea. Uh, so we're gonna end it there. Do you have uh, anything else to add? Uh, no. <clears throat> um, we're getting into the grind now. So, like you know, we talked about midway point. This is where things start to get serious. Um, I think our teams, all of our teams, still have a really good chance. Bucks obviously don't really need to worry, but you know, for the Patriots and the Steelers, you know, coming off wins now, uh, three in a row now for the Steelers. I think the Patriots are playing pretty well now, so I think there's a lot to look forward to for the next like eight, nine games, whatever, whatever's left. Yeah, I think that you know, the week week nine, you know what you have, you know what your team is made out of. And now it's just a matter of going out there and executing. Mm-hmm. So, so we started with two of our, well, we started, I started, two of the three teams making the playoffs. But now it appears anyways that all three teams are going to make the playoffs. Knock on wood. Mm-hmm. You know, so let's, you know, keep winning. Let's keep uh, this exciting season going. Uh and then uh, should we should we even talk about the Celtics or not really? No, no, no. We'll just skip it. Wait till like January, please. Yeah, yeah. Like, we don't we don't want to go there. <clears throat> so uh, until next week, we're out of here. Peace.
Thanks again for listening. Please send your questions and or suggestions to Shut Your Mouth Podcast. That's shutympodcast at gmail.com. You can always reach us via Twitter at Shut Your Mouth Podcast or DM us at the gram at Shut Your Mouth Podcast. Again, S H U T Y M Podcast. Until next time, see ya. Peace. <laughs>